This is, this is the part I'm most excited for. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to see what it's all about. Have you listened to any episodes? Have you listened to this before? Dan, you need to get out with it. Brad's abandoning the show. Oh, you guys are leaving? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys are leaving. Right. Right. Get more. See you, Jeff. Get I'll see you Sunday, bro. Get another person yeah. over on this side. See you Sunday. Yeah, sounds good. Is that kind of your thing you're stacking up? Sir, thank you so much. Hey, are you still? My man, I've been reading you in. You're still looking at me. light on this side. Well, thank you. Oh, I don't know. I'm leaving your city's light on the side. I don't know which way to take that. See you, Norm. Light up, Francis. Light Francis. Yes, sir. I, know, I can't promise anything, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, so uh, these uh, induction cooktops are at Trev, so you can, uh, hey, thank you. Stop, thank you. Good so you can, uh, you get a, you get a pan of water on it, it's boiling, right? You take it off, you plate it over there, you put your hand in it, and it's cold. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a magnetic Those are amazing, yeah. Yeah, no thanks. No and thanks. What's amazing about it is the, uh, is the control you can have over it. Because again, it's, it, it right. doesn't work on radiation, so you, so so it so electric. It, it, it's magnetic. Yes. Yeah, it's electric. Obviously. AOC doesn't want you using it. Though. No, no. Why is that? Because you're using G energy, electricity. Can't do that. That's G I L M A N. Probably. G I L M A N. Correct. One L. Okay. Gill and Maine. Yeah, we're uh, Irish. Not. And then not he's French. a fish man. Uh, fish man. Not French. French is two L's. French is two L's. Yep. Guillemot. And then what's your name? Dan last name? Mm -hmm. Not my English. M. M. Gilman? M I A. I A. N U. N U. L L I. My mother's That's a different name. Until I was 42, I thought I was half Irish. Yeah. And I could never find the Glorney in any way. All right. We'll look over at Scott. No, there it is. My wife's last name is Carlos. They're very, very, very. No, that clears up a lot. Hey, there we go. There you are. Yeah, I apologize to my wife about it all the time. <laughs> she was smart enough I not know. to ask a stupid question. A stupid question. Anybody want coffee? Thank you. <laughs> she knows better, doesn't she? She knows better. How are you this morning? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. That's what we heard. So you zoomed. Yeah, I had car problems. Yeah? Yeah. I went to open the car door. Frozen. Came right off. The handle. Oh, God. The handle. Oh, no. How'd you get in? With your bad hip. Yeah. I just well, you know, new hip. You can do that now. Orange. It's a little tough. Yeah, because it was. My door was frozen. Pretty good. I opened it up this morning. Because my car has to sit outside because last Coming week in. the polar vortex my garage door broke. So Boy. having a great year with I took mine apart yesterday to get my wife out, but it has a clasp or something on the chain that doesn't move that was just enough to catch it. So even with taking everything off, I couldn't lift my garage door yesterday. So my wife had to take my car. Um, it's like, you can't lift design. your garage doors because it's not hooked up to the uh, the uh, uh, coils. Or the well, spring has left it. It's getting blocked. So, yeah, when you hook it up to the springs, it gets so easy. If it's not hooked to the springs, the door... Well, this this week on yeah, Civil yeah, Pension right. Garage Door Repair. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> we lost some again. We're done. So, Civil Tension this week. Actually, we can continue the discussion from last week because we sort of got into it. I don't know if anybody listened to last week's yet. Um, but, uh, Maybe Dan did some research between last week. Uh, oh, but, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we actually got into, you know, after talking about morality and judgment and, right and all of the things we used as examples around that, we got into, you know, what 
what is society now? We, you know, we, we've got a redefinition of morals going on, and so now we can either continue that conversation on, you know, the new society, yeah, new green. society, um, which I, if you actually go back even further, it's not really new. It's yeah. just new to these people who Evolve. are very young yeah. and haven't done it before. Um, don't know so what it's different. Kind of like, kind of like by, well, our, our, our American society right now is kind of like that. So that now we know we use a car that's new to you. Yeah. You so know, our weaknesses is uh, training the new. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't done a very good job of it. And hence we have the no, issues we right. have. You know, everybody forgot about, wow, that's a cool looking car, but ooh, we. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I said the little pig who went back all the way home. What I said that what happened was I was working through a movie reference in my own head that I did not clue any of you in on because every time I drop a reference, it's, it goes nowhere. You're the only one. And I'm the only one ever. The bubble you know, over your head and, isn't and, working today. And yeah, the but it's that actually is a Bob Odekirk. Um, uh, who? Uh, huh? Let's move right along. <laughs> anyway, it's a movie. <laughs> it was in a movie. It was in a movie. Apparently, not an Academy Award winner. Now we're silliness. No, absolutely wonderful, silly movie. It was a movie inside uh, Pete's head. Fear's called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's, no, it's called actually. Actually, it's called Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Oh, and, uh, that's it's a Bob Odenkirk movie. Yeah, that was. And uh, alone it's absolutely hilarious uh, that no one else will get. Should we introduce ourselves? Anyway, this we are line? going to introduce this ourselves. This Kentucky Fried Movies. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, uh, this is Civil Tension, episode 57. There's already some tension. And there is already a little bit of tension. Not enough, you know, apparently. Ooh-wee tension. Uh, and I am the host and creator of Civil Tension. And who wants to be co-host today since we have... Okay, Ken, we've got co-host Ken and, Ken and Don. I will. So introduce yourselves. We'll start with the co-host first. Ken Nicholson. Don, Don Severson. And uh, to Don's left. Uh, Bill Hasse. And... Dan Gilman. And Jerry Settles. And... Dan Minuli. All right, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. So we've got... The wonderful topic of the new society, uh, or we can even spend a little time talking about the uh, uh, State of the Union address. I know so many people are talking about that. Uh, what did you say? The so, garage door. The go. Oh, the gar- the garage. We can talk about garage door repair. We've covered that already. I, Actually, I have a phone number for that, and we're done. Okay, go ahead. Who, who should call? Who should we call for a phone for a garage door repair? ASAP. A name one. of the company. ASAP. Wow, I'm plugging a company. It they did a great job for local me. Company. Yeah. Yeah. It's a general contract for 35 years. I'll second that recommendation. But that's it's obviously for local people company. here. If you're yeah. in Boston and listening okay. to They're really well run. I, I yeah. respect everything I see about okay. it. Okay. And they know so their stuff. Yeah. This is, I think, the first time we've ever plugged Product a local placement. person. So let's do it clearly if we're going to do it. Yeah. It's called what? ASAP. ASAP is an acronym. Mm-hmm. So as soon as possible, mm-hmm. and they're out of Lake in the Hills, Lake in the, Lake in the Hills, Hills, Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. All right. So if you need a garage door fixed, Google ASAP, Lake and they're in, the Hills. in Lake in the Hills, Illinois. And if you're in that region or area and you need a garage door fixed, evidently call them because ASAP, ASAP, eight one five four seven nine eight 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 eight. One more time, 
formalizing your own opinion. If you're going to agree, you're going to have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have two different generations agreeing with each other. And, and Dan we has performed a miracle at Civil Tension. I today. mean, hell is freezing over outside, yeah. but still. When I first met Dan, the thing that I noticed was, besides youth, is he locked up eyes with me. Right. Not real common. No. Amongst folks in their 30s. Right? That frightens me, too. To, to me, real communication happens when, when you try to absorb everything they're saying, mm -hmm. and only a small portion of that, it seems, is in their words. A lot of it is, is, is in how they appear, how they, you know, they, that all that other stuff. 85% of what we communicate is body language. Mm -hmm. I would believe that. Um, certainly a large number. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm afraid that... that uh, that the newer half of our society is losing the ability to communicate stuff well enough to get educated. You think? Well, let me ask this what? question. I mean, is come that on. Every generation thinks of that of the next one, I would say. Well, my dad certainly thought that of us. Or is it more true now? Than, or is <laughs> it more gonna, true than it used to be? Do you think it's more true? Okay, go to a millennial mm -hmm. party in college or, or, or even high school, and, 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 and I've seen this for decades, where all the kids are sitting in the room and they're all sitting there on their phones. Right. And they're communicating with other people that are at the party. Right. But they might not be right sitting right next to you. And even they might even be. And they might there. even be. Right. Right. You know, because it, it's, you're right, there, there's certainly communication skills if, if, um, not, I'm just not I'm just questioning us as the older group. Every generation, I believe, said, "Oh, these kids today, right? Yep. Are we exaggerating it, or is it more pronounced than it has been in the past?" That's my question. So, basically, asking ourselves, is it just us being the old? It's guy a great question. Uh, we didn't have this. Yeah, we didn't. It's a great question because the in Germany there was a guy I can't remember his name. He wrote a book called uh, "This is during or just before World War II." But he wrote this book called I Am the Camera. And what he was addressing was the idea that, you know, you have your view of a thing, which when you go see a movie, mm -hmm. you're looking at the camera's view and you have an entirely different perspective, uh, perspective and your opinions and knowledge that you get from it is completely different. Right. We also had to wait for him to write the book, get it printed, get it out <laughs> into the market and then read it, it a movie. as opposed to just having it pop up on our phone instantly. Well, that's t those are tactics. Yeah. All right, so... That's I mean, engineering. I, I, I've seen, I've okay. seen people in, at dinner tables having a communication with that phone that you're talking about. Okay. And what they're doing is they're, they're having a private conversation. If you ever get in that, usually it's snarky. Yeah. They're usually sending things that they would normally say. Yeah, they wouldn't say anything in public, you know, so it's just a different tactic. But they're putting it in a place where it is forever, yeah. and I can go find it. Yeah. 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 But, but I, the reason I ask that question is I do believe that I, I am in 100% in agreement that the critical thinking, the questioning of, it's, you know, the difference between critical thinking and indoctrination. I mean, I think that I think that is more wide. The indoctrination is more widespread than when we were younger, which makes it more challenging for the young people today to recognize that's what's happening. In my humble opinion, Dan's going to disagree. Here it comes. Um, <laughs> I, I, you would have a tough time convincing me there's not more indoctrination in our schools today than there was when I was. Oh, in school. I you're not going to get any fight on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know if that's what he's disagreeing with. I am disagreeing with that. I'm yeah, I figured he would. I disagree with it categorically. Yeah. Uh, the, one of the problems that these people are coming forward now, the, they're in, you can't call them Marxism because Marxism kind of, it, it, Marxism ends and then this new idea begins. You know, it goes back to, like I mentioned last week, the Frankfurt School, which, which they were dealing with aspects of literature, but it's also about culture and that's what we're describing. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, the, we have such a large body of information today than we've ever had before. That is true. So to say that it's indoctrinated uh, means that there's, there's less information coming at you. So I look at indoctrination and saying that, well, this is the way it is. I ain't going to explain to you why it is. This just is the way it is. I think that's exactly what happens in schools. I'm on Don's side with this one. That's exactly what happens in schools today. Yeah, the information is all here. My God, it's right here. It's just a search away. But you've got to go get it. Go ahead and make one point. Evidence. All these people, um, the the Ben Shapiro, how many schools won't even, colleges won't even let them speak. They're so concerned about people hearing something different, they won't even let them speak on college campuses. I mean, some college campus. Some college, quite more than you, I would care to think. It's well, happen well, at any it's college still, campus. It's a small, okay. And what you referred to a moment ago, I am a camera, mm-hmm. is that is actually, it's a 1951 Broadway play hmm. by John Van Druten, which is adapted from Christopher Urshwood's novel, Goodbye to Berlin, which is part of the Berlin stories. Now, and I'm looking at uh, this is the the Wikipedia thing on this here, but and because we actually when I was back in creative reading, creative writing, and all that kind of the long long ago in college, um, the interesting thing to to actually all of your points is the title is a quote taken from the novel's first page. I am a camera with its shutter open, quite passive, recording not thinking. And I think that's where, you know, now with these wonderful phones that we have, then you can look stuff up like that. You said that, I'm like, I know I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. Um, You can look stuff up like that, but very much so, I think, now through the education process, because I've seen my kids go through it, and I had to enforce, and I always enforced, question everything. Mm -hmm. If something doesn't sit right, no matter what it is, Question it, no matter who you're questioning. Mm-hmm. Question it, and because that's what we were taught to do growing up in school was question, investigate. Uh, but they don't do that anymore. They now are fed, and I've watched this with my kids who are all younger than than Dan. I mean, my oldest is uh, Cody, who's 25. He'll be 26 in June, and but the school went through the whole process of. Here's everything you need. You just take anything else. You don't need anything else. You know, we're not going to talk about anything else. This is all you're going to focus on. Luckily, they had a couple of teachers here and there through grade school and high school. Each one of my kids did uh, that that actually allowed them to challenge things and encourage them to think beyond what was just put in front of them. So I think that they're treating, the educational system seems to be treating our kids, and I can only speak to the public educational system here we have now, seems to be treating our kids like cameras. Mm-hmm. Record this stuff. That you're, you're passive. You're not, you're not here to think. You're here to record what I and absorb yes. and take in what I tell you. Mm-hmm. And that's almost what it sounds like all of you are actually saying, even though you're disagreeing <laughs> There's with each other on... I think we have different nuances over that idea. Yeah. What, do you, what, what was the last time you heard of a, a student having trouble with getting a bad grade either in high school from a teacher or professor because they held a left-wing view? Left-wing? Mm-hmm. Ever? Ever. Never. Well, 
But I, I think that... It, it, that I've never been to Yale in the 1800s. Or uh, you know, maybe I, back I, then. I, it was, you know, but, could, I mean, I'm telling you, they did um, very that could go purposely, on more very often. directly. Might very well have. I'm, not, I'm, not just, I'm just asking the question. Less, less doesn't happen today. I'm, I'm, there's, a, there's always been like an agenda in education from any institution. Always, there's but, always been an agenda. We got, we got three guys talking Sorry. all at once here. Let's let's take one at a time. You ask the question. Okay, okay go ahead, go, go. Bill. I, I even go back to the days where, when when I was growing up, and it was we kind of grew up where uh, do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I don't think that's changed a whole lot. I think that's part of the concept of what you were talking about, Peter. It, it's just. Um, you know, the, the, the educational system, do you question it? It is what it is. I, 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 perhaps I was incredibly fortunate, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is real. Um, but I was always encouraged to question everything. My parents did that to me, and especially my high school did that to me. The quickest way to pull a B, even though you did all the work as well as you could, and of course, was to never open your mouth. Mm-hmm. They wanted you to push back. They, they would recognize and applaud questioning the stuff on the table. And sometimes, very Dan-like, they would throw stuff on the table and see what you did with it mm-hmm. as a gauge of your character. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't do that in school anymore. No, they don't. <clears throat> they, they disencourage this kind of questioning and exchange of ideas. Well, in Illinois, we're, we're more attuned to, and, and Jerry knows this, because my brother-in-law, I talked to her about it, my brother-in-law was a CPS teacher for years, and he lost his job because only because his class did not pass the test. Mm-hmm. The test. Which right. was the only thing they were being taught to do, is to pass that test. Mm-hmm. And he probably wandered off and taught them real stuff. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's the yeah. problem. Is, that's the problem is, is the teachers do want to teach real stuff and want yep. to teach There's more than just passing a test. Is that yeah. the ISATs or whatever they're called? No, it's not. Core curriculum is the problem. And that was a federally mandated thing, too, just like No Child Left Behind. And then what that said was I had to teach these topics in this amount of time mm-hmm. in a given school year. And here's the Never answers. mind if they yeah. understood it. We got to go right. from chemistry to physics and in this time frame, whether they understand it or not, because mm-hmm. the core curri- curriculum is in writing and this is the way it's going to be and I'm going to be graded on whether or not you deliver that I course. deliver that curriculum. Forget oh. about whether they understand. Whether or not the Kids they compared pass it back. the test. Mm-hmm. Well, then they compared it back. Yeah. Okay. I, I had a, I had a relative that no, they don't uh, understand. That got right. A's no, in chemistry, and I was talking to her about subshell theory, and she had no idea what it meant. And I'm like, right. it's the foundation, kind of basic <laughs> stuff. It's foundational. Yeah. So, so it pops. Well, let's in get into a discussion about that. <laughs> oh, Don's excited. It's pretty, <laughs> it's it's very not about stuff. If you don't, if you don't understand so, so that piece, you can't understand. So, it. pops into my head is, is what's the responsibility of the education system, mm-hmm. and more to the point, at what point do you want children to start doing this? And doing, so, doing what? Could, Excuse me. The, the idea of being able to, to free think. Oh, yeah. Literally means to challenge the information coming at you. Right. So you have a teacher that's in front that is known authority on it, and they're saying, "This is what we understand. Now you need to learn this." Mm-hmm. You ever have a three-year-old? There's no child. That- <laughs> <laughs> well, he never has. Why? They, they why? 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 Yeah, yeah. why? Shut up. Why? Get whacked. And then by the time they're four, they know to shut the f up. <laughs> 
said, don't ask so many damn questions. <laughs> Why? You know, that's... <laughs> because <laughs> I said so. Yeah, so, that's where or, that phrase comes from. Or you have a, a preschool teacher who gets in a fight with your daughter because she's a year younger than everybody else, and she wants to use the fat crayons, not the skinny ones, <laughs> because she's a year younger. Yeah. And the teacher is arguing with the kid, you got to do this. Or you, what have, the heck? or you have a preschool student who got kicked out of preschool for starting a riot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I knew that about you. To huh. But if you were if you were now, if you did that, you, you, they'd label you, you know, ADHD or something yeah. like that. And drug you. And, and drug you. And, and, they, and they'd put you in the program so they get the federal funding and, yeah, and then put right. you on some... some you guys, you know, to, to continue the idea of the education responsibility is really what we're asking in, in this kind of concept. So I kind of hearken it back to the idea about driver's education. And so when you're in driver's education, you know, there's a lot of ways, different ways to drive a vehicle. Right. But there are laws, there are things that you need to do. Mm-hmm. So you go ahead and then you get this, this thing they call a license. Now, the way it's been reported to me is that this is a license to learn how to drive. This isn't a license that says that you know mm-hmm. how to drive. Yeah, you're not all the way there and yet. So when you, when you look at the education system, is it not what its primary is, is to, is to pack into you what you need to know to continue? Now, to your point, when they start trying to say that all children learn at the same rate, that's when it all falls down because yeah, they don't. Well, the federal government mandates that. The when federal government mandated it. The reason why the federal government mandated it is during Bush was because they wanted to bring responsibility into the education system because they saw that they weren't teaching anything. And that all came from that program. Whoa. 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 No. Ooh, hit a chord there. Yeah. <laughs> this comes from the idea of the open classroom that, that the government was doing when I was going to school. And then the open classroom environment was that the students were the ones that picked the topic of what the teacher was taught, would, would, would teach. And the concept behind it was, as well, to keep them interested, let's teach something that they want to know. So let's find out what they want to know, which was obviously an asinine way of looking at it because it went nowhere, and LGA was a lot of chaos. And I didn't learn anything when I was going through school. I mean, I learned very little. Uh, it wasn't until much later that I, that I actually had a business and actually had to learn things. <laughs> had to learn. Yeah. yeah. But, but I guess what my point is, is again, is, is you know, shouldn't the educational system be like, look, these are... The, the, these are the, the truths of what we know about this subject, whether it be history or, or physics or so you build social stu- studies. Yeah. So you give them information and learn for them to be able to then reason. Because without the information, reasoning doesn't have any play because they don't know. Okay, so... And so that's great, but the federal government mandates that stuff. I know. It's, and you, it's they don't have a, a clue idea. about what's going on in education or what needs to go on. Well, you got politicians and making decisions it, about how to educate people. Let's go one step further. What is the school being asked to do now? When I went to kindergarten, I walked a mile to kindergarten. There was no bus that picked me up. Uphill both And I took my lunch to school. feet of snow. So now we're busing kids everywhere, even if they live across the street because, oh, there's no sidewalk. They can't cross the street by themselves. And then we're giving them breakfast, we're giving them lunch, and we're giving them after school time. That's nothing to do with what's going on in the classroom. I only have them 45 minutes a day. But it does have everything to do with the children that do not come from a family that can give them the food to do that. It's got everything to do with equalizing the playing field for the kids to be able to get into school, including the busing idea. And so to equalize the playing field, they must say that we can't just bus people uh, because they have the money to be able to dump into it. We need to be able to bus everybody. And that's why it changes. Now, I agree with you that, you know, there's, there's, there's some things that we lose. But understand that I, the concept behind it was is education for all. 
And that's why they're saying, the, the left is saying today, that we want free education for everybody. Now, we've seen what's happened in, in, these, in these public colleges. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bar is lowered significantly. Why? Because the kids coming in have not been prepared properly to be able to understand the topics that are going on at a college level. So right. with regard to this and, and this new society, are we laying at the feet of public education the fact that the new society is being filtered in or structured through this I am a camera mentality and philosophy and then coming up into collegiate studies where I can say I know people who are in college right now because they are my kids. I'm not going to say their names on this episode in case someone listens and knows where they go to school, but actually both have done that are in school right now and both have actually done grading work for professors and you know that's part of what they've got to do while they're there and there are kids in college who cannot spell they can't read who can't yeah can barely read who can't form a grammatic sentence to save their lives and the professors don't count off for sentence structure. They don't count off for spelling. All they want to know is, did they get the concept of what was being taught? If they got the concept and that's evident, then... Everything else don't, will fall into place. Yeah, everything else, you know, forget the fact that they're everything else are a okay. freshman or junior, a freshman, junior, or senior in college who can't spell, who can't, who can barely read, uh, are, are being passed. You know, it's oh now they're me, getting pretty good jobs in the corporate world. Can, you know, it, but at any rate, <laughs> can we? Can are we, we laying all of this at the feet of education? Because I think what Jerry just said a moment ago, you walked to school in kindergarten. I did the same. Are 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 the people who are our age now who that really hit them the wrong way? Are they the ones who are really more responsible as parents? who are now raising children through this filter where, you know what, so what? I walked to kindergarten, and I, did, I pulled a mile, and an easy mile, walked there, walked back. I did that all the way through grade school until yeah. we moved out to the country far, far away. Um, but are, is there something about, I mean, to me, the parents seem to, they've got to play a role in this somewhere where... Oh my gosh, I had to walk a mile to kindergarten. Everybody has got to be able to go to school without walking a mile. And to your point, again, you know, there's almost something, and everybody's going to hate this word who might be listening or many, almost something snowflakey about the idea that everybody's got to be able to do this. We've got to, like you said, level this playing field, make it accessible to everyone. No child I don't. Behind, right I here, don't. Yeah. I don't that's know. That's what the objective was. I know that's the objective. But it I don't. It's, 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 it didn't it's, work. In practice, it's, it's terrible. It's, 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 well, it's, it's, it's a flawed concept, amplified by the fact that we centralized all the power mm-hmm. at a level, you know, federal level, where the people in charge of the program wouldn't know education would bit them in the ear. It, you know, it's 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 a terrible thing. Uh, a great objective. So like, like so many liberal things, it's, it's a really good idea in the sense that we need to fix this thing. We need to improve education, whatever. But my God, we're not going to fix it with the government running the show. No, of course right. not. So the, the whole thing was incredibly exacerbated by moving it to Washington. What happened to the idea that you and I as parents go out and hire somebody who has been trained to teach, who wants to teach, 
uh, and we we grade them on we and we pay them according to how well our kids develop. Why because you, it's not fair that you have enough money to pay somebody and somebody else doesn't. But we still have you, outside sources one you can send your kids to after school to learn to to better learn how to study, read, write, uh, pass exams and things like that. They cost money, it's out of pocket and again uh, it's in, that creates inequality levels yeah. as they get older and older, and, and it gets bigger and bigger gaps. But the problem is, these okay. people that go this government stuff—it's all about we don't. It's kind of like the te- the grading. We don't grade really on the result. We grade on the intention. We Same things the with this government stuff. Up. Oh, the intention is no child left behind. The result isn't that. We don't. Ju- we oh, don't we make leave decisions a lot, based on the lot more behind than we used to. Well, they had good intentions. Well, so what? What's and that? <laughs> the hell is well, in the no child day? left behind model, the people that get left behind are the ones that are geniuses. Well, it's because they have to yeah. dumb down in yeah. order to be able to survive. Yeah. Living in a world where everybody at the lowest end has yeah. got to come up to this bar. I got to slow down rather than you speed right. up, right? Okay. Now I want to go over here to Dan, and after Dan, I want to go to Dan. Well, the, 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 we talked about the idea of laying it at the feet of the public schools, and indeed you do. And why is it government controlled? Well, because two people can't get together and, mm-hmm. and come up with a, a similar plan. And so the government sits in there, and they and in our system, it may be inefficient, but they do try to cover as many bases as they can. And, what, and the big argument that's going on today is the fact that our systems in the past left so many people on the margins out of the system. Because they were not privileged mm-hmm. by by growing up in a family in the right place, or they didn't go to the right preschool, or they didn't blah 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 blah. Well, the fact of the matter is, society doesn't work this way, and it never will. Yeah, but right. to think that that's going to get fixed by government is ludicrous. But, but so many people but believe they have the government to do can fix something it. about it. That's the that's the argument. I and totally so agree. They, they figure that because there's studies that have been done by putting kids off the street that were involved in drugs mm-hmm. or whatever, and they get into them into a right. program where they can learn and actually. Right. Figure out a way out, then the crime drops. You listen to the mayoral debate last night in Chicago on Channel 32. Oh, that was fun. They talked about the education and and the the, the, sharp sticks. Things that they came up with was, you gotta be kidding me. And most of those people running for mayor do not know the concept of subject verb object. They cannot. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, what do you want from a political appointee? <laughs> it is a we want, we want the intent. <laughs> yeah, okay. but they I want to go over here to Dan because I know you've been kind of absorbing and quiet a little bit here. But based on what we've been talking about so far, and I really don't know much about you personally, other than you know you you seem to be a nice dresser, you have a nice watch, and your hair's done well. Um, <laughs> So congratulations. But you know Ken, so that's a strike but I, know, I do know Ken, so we have that in common. So we can commiserate together later on that. But with regard to what we've been talking about here and the ideology that we're being ushered into, and probably not so gracefully ushered into the idea of a new society, where do you stand on this? And well, I, I, to speak about the topic that everyone was speaking about as far as the government getting involved to make sure everything is equal and the parents not having a responsibility, mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't want the government involved in my children's decisions. My, you are welcome at this a, table. I have a four-year-old daughter. <laughs> She's in preschool. And, I mean, I'm, I'm scared for her to go to, to public school. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll do what I can. If I can put her in private school, great. But if not, I'm going to teach her to question things. I'm going to teach her what I believe, and I'm going to teach her not to 
just think of whatever the teacher says and absorb it and say that's right and that's what society dictates right now. So whatever they're saying is 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 correct. Um, I can understand what Dan you're saying as far as given someone that doesn't have an opportunity level playing field, if I'm understanding that correctly. But where the hell is the parent's responsibility? Mm-hmm. The parents can do something about that then. Question but the problem that. is, is that not all kids have parents or they have a single parent that is so struggling to try and keep the kid fed that they don't have the time to do the teaching or they didn't learn themselves. Which is the core problem so, we never addressed. And so, and so you have you have chains of family, generations of, of people that aren't educated in these so-called uh, privileged ideas of philosophy and metaphysics and chemistry and all these things. I mean, they got to they got to figure out how to eat. Mm-hmm. They need to get a job and figure out how to communicate with, the, with their fellow workers. I could give a rat's ass about the uh, algebra. I'll never use it, mm-hmm. you know. And that's kind of the thing that, that you need to look at when we talk about this. Well, there isn't uniformity anyway. Because it, it, let me it ask you a question, Dan. Sure. Did you uh, take into consideration the school systems when you looked to purchase your home? Uh, I did. You know, it's a, it's a very strong point when people look at buying homes yeah, at I what did. age they are and whether they have kids or not and what, what level the kids are at. You look at the school systems and you look in the better school systems, what, guess what? Homes cost more. Mm-hmm. Taxes are higher. You know, there, there's, you know, but, and, and you get into the better school systems, you get into the better colleges, right? And it, it perpetuates from, from the, from day one, from kindergarten, whether, whether you're walking or riding a bus, doesn't matter, uh, all the way through the different school systems, because I know, you know, I made those choices when I was younger too and had, had kids that were still living at home with me and didn't want to leave. But, uh, you, you do, there's inequalities all over there. You, you can say the government's involved and the government wants to make it equal for all, but it, 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 there's no such thing. I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh, boy, this is going to really open up, Dan. Um, I don't understand <laughs> what is understand. so groovy about making everybody even. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. I simply don't understand that. I, I, and I, I freely admit to so being you want people an, to get trophies, Rand, but they you win. Know, weirdo. But um, I believe in individual excellence. I believe that if we want to educate our kids well, we need to recognize their talents and get behind those talents and push. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ought to treat every kid the same for the simple reason that they don't have the same talents. They don't want the same talents. Mm-hmm. It's about opportunity. Yes. Okay, it's not I got about extending what they have or don't have. It's about the opportunity to do so. Now, 100% on the button, right? And when the government gets done with it, that's not what we've done. Right. It's about what we're doing is forcing everybody through the same yeah. funnel, through the same... That's the idea of this utopia that these, that these, you, you new, like these new ideas are coming in. They want, a to- they want a building in utopia, but they don't know how to get there. Because you can't. Because <laughs> well, I can't define it. Nobody's done it well. That's right. <laughs> well, you, it's because it's not actually possible, in my humble opinion. We can't create but utopia. The it's glory not, of not. individual excellence and the things that it nets the entire society that that excellence occurs mm-hmm. in is really, really cool stuff. And we're losing track of it because mm-hmm. we're trying to make everybody the same. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the same. Yeah. I, I got things that I'm okay at. I got some things I'm pretty dumb at. Yeah. I don't want somebody trying to teach me to fix the dumb stuff. Right. 
it, you know, it doesn't, unless it's asocial. I mean, unless I'm hurting people. Well, as, even as we get way. older, we all have our specialties, right? We work in certain fields. You're an engineer, right? You're into, into insurance. You know, you, you, you were into HR. And, and, and you don't know what the hell I'm into. Yeah. You're into school. And, we, <laughs> and you're we about to become pizzas. a pizza guy. Pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what about a system that helps people that, that to take their gift and develop that gift to be this able to This is what coaches back. do. Yeah. You know, the, the difference between... Um, oh, that's a that's a rabbit hole. Uh, no cut sports yeah. is is a is an interesting thing because you got kids that can't get across the room mm-hmm. without help. You know. it's the same thing as not giving trophies or yeah. keeping score. You know, right? I don't want to give everybody a trophy. I want everybody to improve. I want everybody to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And the trophies should go to the guys that excel. I'm sorry, the folks that excel. You know, and, 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 and reward excellence. What is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that in a rational mind. But Oh, nobody's gonna accuse me of being right. But, well, but I mean but if you get if you get an award for, for being the most liked on this civil tension show, I'm gonna feel kinda bad. Well, you're not gonna get it no matter no. what, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's politics. <laughs> So get over it, Bill. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. Took a second. I'm over it. I'm over it now. Over. We're all waiting and, for somebody. And, and, by, for and by so virtue of that statement, neither I don't. I don't win either. <laughs> I just took myself out of the running, huh? Oh, man. I think, what, awesome. I think what's interesting is the work that's going on in AI right now. Google is, uh, I, I just read where one of the, these Google uh, engineers is claiming that they're very close to being able to build an actual machine that can think is it, yeah. and process the way that, that humans do, which is a bold statement, and I don't agree with them I at saw all. It, but, I saw a video on it yesterday. But, what, but I, what I thought was interesting about it was is that when you get down into the nits and grits about what he's describing, ideas of complicated theoretical physics and all these really high flow-blown theoristic concepts, computers in this AI world mm-hmm. will be able to do that really well but they're going to have one hell of a time walking across an uneven surface of ground. Yeah, right. So I, and I, the, so the meaningful tasks that you try to get AI to do is almost impossible to get them to do. But you can do the theoretical thing. Hmm. Now flip that and look at the way we look at people. We, you know, society looks down on the people that the guy that's a factory worker right. and they're not going far. But, but here, here's this actor yeah. or a theoretical athlete. physicist or an athlete like, Karen, like uh, Carl Sagan. Like, oh, this guy is like really, really super smart. You know, and in, in you know, is he compared to this factory worker? Just different smart. I mean, what kind of what do we look <laughs> exactly. at here? And so, so I bring this up because it's a cultural issue. People want to uh, glorify uh, the people that succeed. And that's what we look at. That's in any culture. Exactly. And that's what we look mm-hmm. at. And so you're talking about the trophies and the incentives. That's what, what this other side is arguing. And they're saying it's an unfair system because the kid that wins the trophy all the time, his parents had the money to train him and send him to the right thing and equip him with the right stuff. And so it's uneven from got the kid that, can't, that comes out of the shack and he's got, he has none of this. And it just barely can eat. So it's an unfair. And so now you're saying to this kid, you'll never succeed. Because uh, you, 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 you don't have the equipment and the stuff necessary to do so. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with this. I'm just saying that this is the way it's being looked at. Sure. And you can see the hollowness of it. Yeah. Yes. But we, sail, we still say, you just said it, we still say that it is the winners that we look at. 
I mean, George Patton's famous line, you know, uh, America could give two shits for whoever came in second right. place. Yeah, you who know, remembers who took second. Yeah, right. right. So you, might, you just reminded me of that line in the, in the Breakfast Club of, you know, when the smart kid says without mathema- mathematics there'd be no engineering and the shop guy said without lamps there'd be no light. <laughs> <laughs> Read this, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Wisdom from the Breakfast Club from Jim Nelson. Yeah, but, um, a fine work, by the way. Yeah, Breakfast great movie. Too, a fine yeah. work. Yeah. Oh, it's about class division yeah, and it it's is. unfair. I'm yeah, exactly. I'm just kidding. But I mean, but I, but I agree. But I agree with you. I, I think it's sad that we diminish certain roles. I mean, one of the things I I am encouraged by that's kind of going on is a lot of people. You know, are choosing to go to trade schools or learn a trade. And, you know, you look at those people and they talk about they'll do the comparison. You know, six years out of high school, this person's looking for a job that they are overqualified for, $150,000 in debt. And this person has no debt and making $70,000 a year in a trade. As a welder. As a welder. They're making three figures now. Exactly. And and I'm I'm encouraged. I I have 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 a client who desperately needs a tool and die maker. Yeah, and you can't find one. They don't last long. No. It's, it's driving me nuts. One, well, they, they get locked up by an employer that knows what they're doing. Their health. But I'm encouraged Someone by that. go you to school for tool and die. I'll tell you a story about that later. Okay. Good freaking money. But you're right. Because so too you're often right. we measure by this, the scorecard of how much money somebody makes. Well, we put value on, 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 so, okay, simplify it. Uh, we have two people, equal injuries, and we have one shot that'll cure one, and the other one will die if they don't get the shot. Who do you give it to? The guy who's a doctor? who can help save more lives, mm-hmm. or do you give it to the mechanic who can just fix cars? And I shouldn't even say just fix cars. Yeah, you can't put That's, just in front of that. Yeah, no, you can't. Um, so, so If my know, car's broke, I'm giving it to Who do you give it to? Now, you know, <laughs> well, that's usually solved. You just put it in a room, and then you leave, and then whoever gets it, gets it. Let it Survival. That's Hobbs, not John Locke. That's going all the way back to the caveman days now. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, they can split the dose and see if it works for both of them. Or find a way to replicate See, this is what happened when government gets involved. We start coming up with too many different ideas, and they both die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the time that's only out, if we're well, in control. Then, if they're in control, they might figure a way. Yeah. And then that's all the more antidote for the next person. You but know what? I'd give it to the doctor, and hopefully, I'd buy enough time that he can figure out how to save the mechanic. There we go. Shouldn't be so, there. Okay. Well, there's one way to do it. But, um, you know, <laughs> but we put value in different things. It doesn't, you know, growing up, like, you know, and we've talked about, I love to cook. Mm-hmm. But in my generation, you didn't grow up to be a chef. No, I, no That was no, not no. looked upon. I mean, yeah. my dad would have looked at me and said, what? what's wrong with you, boy? Where the hell did that come from? He goes, no, no, no. You're going, because I, I, I was playing soccer and I was playing semi-pro. And my dad said, no, no, you're going to college. You're, you're going to go to, you're going to get in business. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, no, I don't want to get Well, in, in those days, that was how you got a real good job. Yeah. yeah. You know, it is no longer so true. The only way, yeah. Uh, I did, and this horrible thing that we're doing with student loans yeah. and saddling people with, a, with an untenable Situation to be unemployable when they're done. Mm-hmm. It's because of a promise that was made. That's why. Yep. By whom, Dan? <laughs> promise that was made by the promise was made by the people that are saying that education's everything. Yep. Yeah. And that's the idea behind it. And uh, and, the, and and it's a economy of scale. The more education you have, the better chances you have. And you have just been talking about that. But that's not that's true. a lot of you were you were just talking too. about. 
You're I, saying and the more that you know, the better off it makes you, and then that's really not the truth of you it. You come out it? of college with a master's or a PhD, and you've never had any experience. Good luck getting a job. Mm-hmm. You were talking about the the cooking industry, and you remember that there was a woman who broke that ceiling. Julia, yeah. Julia Child, <laughs> and it, because there were no there was no such thing as a female master chef, and that went all the way up into the nineties. So finally, one became it. And the old adage was from culture that women cook for necessity and men cook for pleasure. Hmm. And that is a div- there's a division right there of the two. It's a, they're, they're trying to describe an inherent characteristic of a female to a male. I eat for pleasure. So in this, in <laughs> this is, is true? society, obviously not. We're you know we talked last week about redefining morals, re- redefining our morality, and in this new society, we're being we're cracking the window and opening the door, and we're seeing this in such what appears as such ridiculous <laughs> methods as people trying to break these gender biases that we've that have as far as most people now can remember, have existed. What you just said, women cook for necessity, men cook for uh, pleasure or for, you know... Creativity. Creativity, whatever it is. Um, You have... So you have something very simple like that. The the man goes out, earns a living, the woman stays home and keeps the, keeps the house. And people are desperately trying to break that. In so much as now we're breaking gender identification apart. Meaning, I, if, if I want to go do this one thing, it must mean that I identify in this way because of the roles we have predefined throughout history. Maybe not so much necessarily as a predilection, which we've talked about in the past, for uh, sexual preferences or sexual identities, but for role identities. And so we have this desperate, incredible desperation of breaking apart and people saying, well, this is okay. And then what you get as to what is okay, well, man, if that's all right, or woman, if that's uh, my person, whatever. We forgive you. You know, if if that's all right, then all of a sudden we start seeing other breakdowns because we say, okay, well, morally speaking, that should be okay. And and I say breakdown, and I should say redefinition because what's right to one person is not right to another, vice versa. And it's difficult for us to wrap our heads around that. But then you get all the way down to... This, these little window openings and these door crackings of new moralities, a new society that's being, people are trying to get people through this door mm-hmm. to the point where, you know, we have a State of the Union address this week by the president who's calling out a lot of things. And you have people who are sitting there that you would think would be easily to, okay, we're going to acknowledge that has nothing to do with the president, but has to do with the people that he's pointing out in the gallery, mm-hmm. or has th- th- things to do with people working, economically speaking, or has things to do with people uh, getting bad people off of the, you know, off the streets, sex trafficking, whatever. And some people applauding this thing, and other people sitting there with their arms crossed and appearing as though, oh no, no, we're not going to applaud getting, you know, saving 300 women women from sex trafficking because, and and the optic is that means, well, it it. certainly (laughs) looks like you're for it then. So you have an enormous amount of stuff going on that says, you know what, what we thought was wrong, maybe it really isn't. Mm-hmm. Is is what the optics are. So the break, breakdowns so become acceptable. Right. Breakdown or 
ex- extreme change. I don't even know if I really, at this point, want to call it a break. Well, let me give you an example. We have a recent example of the changing of this. One of the things that's been really interesting to me is this governor of Virginia, mm-hmm. who in a matter of a couple of days was the one that was literally talking on TV that if a child su- survives an abortion, we'll make it comfortable while the mom and the doctor decide whether or not we kill it. Right. Two days later, he comes out a picture of him, and now he's admitted that he's worn blackface. Which one is getting him in more trouble? The blackface. The blackface. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's something, isn't it? Just Ponder like, that. Just he's for in a more moment. trouble because he wore blackface 35 years ago than having a discussion about. So is a senator. Is it okay to kill a baby too. who's alive outside the womb? That's like, yeah, wow, but you're talking that's, about that's sim- a big change. That's a big uh, restructuring you're talking about or redefinition. Of the same, you're talking about symptoms of the same disease. I mean. The, the idea about life is, from our conservative side of it, mm-hmm. we, 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 we believe in the Bible, we have, a, we have a law that we believe is right, we try to abide by that law, we think it's ages old, we think there's plenty of evidence to the fact that this is actually right, that the spirit does matter. That the soul of an individual, if they are killed in the womb, that means that all the things that they could have been are truncated. We believe that this is an actual thing. They believe that it's just simply a reorganization of matter. And life doesn't really begin, and we're not really taking anything from Mm -hmm. the child until the child actually possesses something to have taken from it. So there are different ways of looking at it. something with which to give back to society? No, that, that if you don't own it, I can't take it from you is the idea of it. Mm-hmm. So a child growing up has nothing. So to destroy that life form, kind of like Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. you know, uh, don't lie to me because uh, I'll take you out of the world. I and I'll just make you another one. I can take you out. I'll take you out and make another one. On that note, yeah, just like I just now looked at the time. We've got about three and a half minutes mm-hmm. left. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually got an appointment today that i got to get to again. Again. You gotta stop um, scheduling. Yeah, right I gotta this. stop scheduling things and doing actual work. Work, right? Um, so, with that in mind, anybody who would love to be a sponsor of Civil Tension or sponsor and advertise on twenty four seven WPL Internet Radio or even twenty one six The Net, which has nothing to do with Civil Tension, uh, but you know they're they're nice people anyway. But. If you, <laughs> If you sponsor <laughs> Civil nice. Tension, we won't necessarily have to cut it off so quickly when I have to go do actual work. So, anybody who wants to do that, send a note to civiltension at gmail.com. Otherwise, let's, the last few thoughts. We now have three minutes. Three minutes. So, any have, anybody have thoughts for three minutes? Final thoughts. Three-minute thoughts? Final thoughts? I think the most important thing involved is that we do have the, the, uh, the conversation and the people that are having the conversation have a responsibility to the knowledge that they possess to look at it in a fair light. Mm-hmm. And that fair light means to consider the other side's position, listen to it from the, or look at it from the camera of their view, mm-hmm. and understand where they're coming from. And then we will find things that are complementary to, to read our objective. I know it is. We're looking for complementary things instead of contradictory things, mm-hmm. and then the loudest voice wins, which is like always going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> but when you say look at it and understand it, therein lies the problem. Correct. Well, as we, long we as the dialogue happens, you have done your job as a human being, if I'm anywhere close to you, Dan. Um, the whole idea is to is the interchange and the learning that comes from it. We can't fix stuff. 
until we work together until to we, do it. Because no, there's anytime you put it all in one guy's hands, he is going to screw it up. Yeah, right? Right. Uh, I'm not a great believer in a pure democracy either, because there are people qualified to work on the problem, whatever the problem is, and there are people who are not. <laughs> right. So, so, but I love the fact that our what we do at this table. The thing that thrills me about this Friday that I come to every week is the conversation takes place. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I go away refreshed. I don't know how you guys feel, but... Tired. I, Get some <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good tired. You can suck in all your energy right out of there, isn't it? I, I would think that... Another week with a bunch of more... Uh, <laughs> you feel right at home, don't you? <laughs> In, in looking at the ideology of the new society or a new society, and from the standpoint of the camera, I think that one thing we have to do with that particular philosophy or that particular take on it is to assign the fact that the camera must be fixed. It must be a fixed camera, meaning absolutely no person should be holding it. Because even through a camera, if a person holding it has is, is got that camera, Pick it's going to filter out through that through that person's own confirmation bias. Because you're going to pick what the camera sees. So if you take that camera and put it in every corner you can find or even on every rim of the circle and just leave the camera static and then make your decision based on what that static camera shows you that has not been touched other than to be mounted, left alone, to its own devices to record and then observe what's been recording, I think that's probably the only way you can actually come even close to filtering outside to filtering outside of your own confirmation bias. I think it's extremely difficult for people to observe something without allowing their own biases to influence what they're what they're taking in. And if I may throw a rebuttal, I think that's the, the entirely wrong way of looking at it. <laughs> I think the way to look at it, I think the way to look at it is to let the camera be by anybody holding it, but understand that someone's holding the camera and they're showing you something through their filter. I think that's the point. And and look at the guy because and identify the filter and do what you can to counter it with some knowledge of what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it and also a static camera Records, records only what it's, it's looking at. It's going to miss everything else in the room. Anything that's, that's, that's what lawyers are for. <laughs> Bring all the other crap into the conversation. Right? We don't have any lawyers in this group, do we? The only thing that was missing from the we last need, three we minutes was to be the word called principles. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, and some what's the radio is off. We'll have a conversation right. about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know I go back to being raised when my dad used to say, "Believe none of what you hear, and only half of what you, you see. see." Yeah, right. Okay. Can't argue that. Heuristics. I would yeah. think. Right. I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on your disagreement with me. So we're going to agree to disagree on that one. Cool. Civil tension, because, baby. Yeah, civil tension. Because I, I really truly think. Is it a duel? That, <laughs> no, I, I just <laughs> today. I I no matter. I could show you what I'm seeing. But you're only going to be able to absorb it through your own biases, your own filters. You're not going to be able. Hollywood makes a career out of seeing it through their eyes. Mm -hmm. They make a career out of it. But but anything I take in in is going to be through my own bias. And the example of that is the absolute evidence coming from you is from them. That's the point. But a highly critically acclaimed and celebrated film, often in the in that genre, using that as an example, is a movie called Eraserhead. That is, to this day, it even angers me now that I sat through that movie. 
<laughs> and if yeah, I could, it, it's it's an absolute piece of garbage to me. How any of it could be considered remotely critically acclaimed? I just want no. I'm in fact. Just think about it. I can't even stop it. Yeah. Yeah. This coming from the guy who loves uh, some so. kind of kung fu fist. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I absolutely love <laughs> kung pao. And you will never fist. be a movie critic. So that's, that's why I need one for 24/7. <laughs> so with that, I want to let's carry some of this into next week. So we'll We're going to go ahead and wrap up. Let's golf clap this one out. Thank you guys very much. Wonderful, wonderful day.